Hello, this is Jay Lewis, and welcome to the Old Radio Companion. The Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Yes, it's Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young as father. The Life of Riley. Henry! Henry Aldrich! Coming, Mother! Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to another show of the Old Radio Companion, and so good to have you here all with me today. I hope you're all well and happy, and I really do appreciate you joining me here for another show. I hope you all had a great and safe 4th of July, and I can't believe it's already July. Well, what a show we have for you today as we continue our Celebrate Summer series, and today we're going to be talking about a very important thing that really helps all of us be mobile and really go pretty much where we want to go in the world, and that is airplanes. But before we go on, I have this great story for you all. So I don't know if a lot of you um, realize this, but Vincent Van Gogh, so you all know who Vincent Van Gogh uh, was, the famous painter, and he had some relatives that a lot of people don't really know about, and they had some very unusual names. So I found this list of some of his relatives, and it's just amazing. I didn't know he had so many relatives. But anyway, he had this brother who um, ate a lot of prunes, and his name was Gotta Go. Um, he had this aunt, that really dizzy aunt, kind of crazy aunt. Her name was Vertigo. Um, I don't know if you realize it, but Vincent Van Gogh's dad was a magician. Uh, his name was Where Did He Go? They also had this adoptive brother. Uh, he had an adoptive brother, and his name was San Diego. Um, they had an adopted Asian cousin, and uh, his name was Mango. Um, he had this uncle that was a great musician. I don't know if you guys realize that. His name was Bongo. Um, he also had another cousin. He had cousins all over, but he had this cousin from Australia called Dingo. Um and I don't know, realize it, but, you know, it's so weird. Um, I didn't even know there were, you know, these different cars back then, you know, way back then. But I guess he had a, a, an uncle that sold cars eventually. His name was Dodge Durango. Um, he had this really huge sister, this really big sister named Winnebago. And then the old grandpa, um, Vincent Van Gogh's old grandpa, his name was Bingo. So... Anyway, I just wanted to share this with you because you may not have known that Vincent Van Gogh had so many uh, relatives. 
Anyway, um, I thought I hope you found those funny. But anyway, our ability to be able to go fly through the air and go to different destinations or just go to nearby places to visit family or relatives, um, it's amazing to think that we can uh, fly in these big things that look like they can't even get off the ground or can't even land. But where would we be without the airlines and without airplanes? Well, today we're going to be talking about air travel and more specifically, uh, find out some interesting facts about commercial airplanes and airlines, and also some interesting facts about them that you may not know. And also, we're going to be um, learning about some of the funny stories and things that have happened to people while they actually have been flying. So I don't know uh, if you enjoy flying. If you're one of those people who are just scared to fly, you just you keep your feet on the ground. You know, you'll drive hours and hours and hours to get someplace, or take a boat, or take a train. Um, you know, you always have that friend who talks about how much they love road trips. I don't know if you've ever had that friend, but, you know, you start talking to them and, and they're just like, oh, you know, I just love to drive. I love road trips. And, um, and really what you start kind of realizing is that they don't like to fly, you know, because they're always talking about, oh, well, you know, drive, when you drive places, you know, when you drive places, you know, you get to see the landscape and you visit places and all that and, well, you know, I do agree. I mean, with those people, I do love road trips. I mean, I love I love driving. I love uh, visiting places along the way. But one of the things I discovered is, you know, that person who, you know, doesn't want to take the airplane. I mean, they'll drive like 10, 14, you know, they'll drive for two days because they don't want to fly. And really, if it's getting to be that much driving, 10 hours, 12 hours driving, I would much rather just take an airplane and get there and enjoy my vacation. So, you know, you always have that, like I said, that friend who doesn't like to fly. And um, and, and they'll jump up, you know, when you talk about, hey, you know, we're going to take an airplane. Oh, well, why don't we just drive there? I mean, look at all the places we're going to miss along the way. You know, there's that giant house of wax and that place that sells Native American jewelry. And there's that, you know, um, that dirty, closed, dirty prehistoric museum, you know. Or they have that largest, you know, hairball ever, uh, you know, puked up by a cat. You know, you have all those weird places that you can stop, you know. But you're like, well, yeah, but it's 10 hours, you know, to get there. I just like to enjoy the vacation. Let's just fly. And anyone that doesn't like to fly automatically becomes a road trip enthusiast. But like I said, as much as I like a good road trip, which I know I don't mind driving, you know, four to five hours, but come on, you know, if it's going to take all day driving, I'd rather just jump on a plane and get there and start enjoying the vacation. But not only the convenience of getting there quickly, but also it's statistically still, and I know, you know, people always say this, it's still the safest way to travel. And it actually is. And actually, this was an interesting statistic that more people every year get killed by donkeys <laughs> than they do in plane crashes. I don't know what would happen from a donkey. Uh, do they step on you? Do they buck you off? I mean, is it people riding the donkeys or... I don't know. I'm not sure how people are getting killed by donkeys, but it actually happens more than plane crashes. So because of technology, you know, the advancement in flying, it is it's becoming safer and safer and we're having less plane crashes. So to me, it's still the best way to fly uh, long distances. But I grew up with flying as my dad was also a small plane pilot and we used to fly with him in this 
a little small plane and, you know, fly to the coast or, you know, and we also uh, flew quite uh, frequently commercially. Um, I actually love the giant Airbuses, you know, these huge airplanes. Oh my gosh, they're so spacious and you got the snacks and the in-flight movies. You know what? If I get all that, I'm good to go. But anything mechanically or when people make things or have things happen, they can go wrong and they're not always perfect. Actually, one time when I was uh, flying um, from uh, out of our home from Portland to uh, Southern California when I was a kid, we were flying to Southern California to go on the Disneyland vacation. And this was my first trip getting on an airplane, flying with my folks to California. And we ended up sitting at the gate as we were, you know, we were waiting there for final preparations, preparations as they loaded the luggage on the plane. And we were sitting there on the tarmac and all of a sudden the plane shook and, you know, it just kind of shook and everybody kind of like, was like, Ooh, you know, what was that? But, you know, we, they figured, you know, they were loading the luggage. Uh, people were being a little rough, but before we knew it, we were being informed that we would have to get off the plane and there'd be a slight delay us leaving California. And it appears that the luggage truck guy, the guy that's driving the luggage thing, <laughs> the luggage truck, had accidentally hit the wing of the plane and had damaged it. So, yep, everybody on board disgruntled, had to leave the plane, and we had to catch another flight. Well, as a little kid, you know, a delayed Disneyland trip is no fun and very difficult. But my dad, he also loved to tell me stories about flying and airplanes. And actually, he owned his own little plane with a business partner, and they used it for their business. And one time when they were um, flying, the landing gear didn't come down. It didn't drop. And they were trying to drop it manually. You can usually drop it manually, uh, but it wouldn't drop all the way down. They didn't know what was going on, so they had to land this little plane on its belly. And as dangerous as that could have been for my dad and his partner, I always loved hearing that story. So all of you out there have probably gone through your fill of mechanical failures or delayed flights or some other issues that cause air travel to be a little difficult or less ideal. But like I said, anything can go wrong when we fly. So here are some actual funny stories of other people and their flight experiences when things don't quite work out the right way. Well, anyway, have you ever heard about alligator handbags? You know, you hear about these like expensive bags that are made out of alligator. Well, there was a flight coming in from Miami, and until this point, the flight had been trouble-free. And as the flight came in and touched down on the runway, the post-flight announcement was just about to come on when the plane bumped and jarred and it hit something. And yes, it did. It hit a 12-foot-long alligator on the runway (laughs) coming into Miami, Florida. The front tire of the plane blew, which made the plane go down in front about a foot. So the pilot slammed on the brakes, which they were supposed to do, and it started to skid on its nose to a halt. Well, while this was all happening, the alligator, well, it became part of the tire and part of the plane. (laughs) And the wheel assembly snapped off. And, well, the plane finally skidded the next 100 yards to a halt. Well, the crew and everyone aboard was scared to death and shook up. But besides the alligator, which met its demise, everybody on board was safe and sound. So do you remember the commercial logo from American Express? You remember Carl Malden coming on and he used to tell us, don't leave home without it. Remember? Don't leave without your American Express. Well, one of the things that you never want to leave without, definitely, is your teeth. Well, yep, that's just what happened on a flight 
where an old lady came up to one of the stewardesses and said that the plane could not take off because she had left her teeth in, in the airport bathroom. Well, the plane was just about to take off and they scrambled around the airport. They're trying to find her teeth. Well, why was it so important for her to find her teeth? I mean, you know, you want your teeth. Well, she was on a flight to go see her family because it was Thanksgiving and she wanted to be able to eat. <laughs> so, well, they finally did uh, find them, but the plane had to take off. So they had to FedEx her teeth to her. So just before you get on the plane, make sure you have all your body parts. So the last thing you think about flying on an airplane is flying on the outside of the airplane, right? You don't think about that. That's scary. Everyone's supposed to stay in the plane. Well, that's exactly what happened to a lady flying in a 2018 flight on a 2018 flight on Southwest Airlines going to Dallas. So during the flight, something from the engine broke off, smashed into one of the windows where the lady was sitting, and the extreme air pressure changed, pulled the lady into the window where she was hanging out the window for a few minutes, and they got her back in, and yes, that would be a ride that lady would never, never forget. Well, everyone on the plane panicked, and the airplane had to make an emergency landing, and yeah, it landed safely. And well, yes, sometimes flying on the airplane sucks. It sucks literally. <laughs> she got sucked out the window. Poor lady. She'll never forget that flight. Have any of you ever heard or watched a movie called Snakes on a Plane? Well, I don't know if it was necessarily a really good movie and it was kind of far-fetched. But, well, this one did have snakes. This flight. And they're not sure how it got on the plane, but the flight was leaving uh, Mexico. And as they were flying, one of the passengers noticed a snake coming out of the storage bin above. It fell out, and it fell into the seating area. And yeah, wow. Ugh, I can't even imagine that. I hate snakes. If I saw a big snake flying out, <laughs> out of the bin in the airplane, I would freak out. Well, I'm sure everyone on the flight did freak out because it was a poisonous green viper. Well, the plane made an emergency landing, and the snake was secured. Yes, it was probably somebody's pet. You know, the Mexican guy would be like, hey, where's my, where's my pet Herman? Where's my pet Herman? You know? But anyway, I guess the snake was fine, too. Okay, here's some unknown facts about planes and flying. There's just some interesting uh, facts that I found. Did you know that your taste buds take a beating on a flight? Yes, the cabin pressure actually reduces your taste buds' ability by 30%. So if your food on the plane or drinks or snacks don't quite have that same taste or kick, well, that's why. But they have found that something spicy or sour can really taste good in the air. So a very popular drink when people fly is the Bloody Mary. So have you noticed that airplanes have that same colored lights on the same wing? Have you ever noticed they're the same? They're not different colors. Well, it's true. The red light is on the left wing, and the green light is on the right wing. And there is no other aircraft, uh, so that's why, so other aircraft can spot where the plane is and how it's facing and where it's coming from or where, where they are, and because of where these lights are on the plane. And all aircraft and even boat craft are the same. So that's why, the, why they're so easily identified. So it's not just there to be pretty, and it's not a Christmas plane, you know, blinking out Christmas. <laughs> It has a purpose. And yeah, they know what they're doing up there. They really do. They know what they're doing. Well, did you know that the flight crew and pilots do not eat the same food that you do on the flights? Yeah, it's not because they're special or fancy. 
it's big and this will make you feel better because you're kind of going wait wait a minute what do they get you know that we don't get well it's so in, in case the food is bad or tainted or something goes wrong it doesn't make the flight crew sick and they can still have they have your life in their hands you know so they have to still fly the plane they don't want to get the pilot sick so they make sure that the food is perfect nothing happens to them in the ears so the food that they eat is different than what the food is coming for the passengers as far as the passengers go you can puke all you want doesn't matter you can get tainted food you know they don't care but the flight crew you got to keep those guys healthy so no one cares if you're flying to see your family in grand rapids with a concrete crater in your gut yeah nobody cares okay so <laughs> have you ever noticed that this little hole on the bottom of the window on your plane so you're in the window seat and you see that little dinky hole in the window well, it's not there because it's not a bad hole. It's a good hole. It's called the breather hole. And it's there to keep you warm, uh, keep the, the warm air in so you don't get too cold on the flight. But it also help, helps regulate air pressure in the cabin. So if anything does happen to the outer panel of the, pr of the window, the pressure, it won't break the window completely. Yeah, but then you know what happens when something hits the outside of the window, like that poor lady. <laughs> When something snaps off the plane and hits the outside of the window. But it is there to protect you and regulate the cabin pressure and mail. So anyway, if you see that little hole, that's why. Well, anyway, there's some interesting stories about flying and all that. And now a sponsor from the past. Give wings to your heart. Your spirit soars by the best when you fly Northwest. Northwest Orient Airlines. Okay, today on The Scoop, one of the first TWA promotion films. On your departure day, you checked in at the airport. Everything was ready. Your luggage checked aboard. Your traveling comfort in the hands of a smooth working team. That's a fine plane, that constellation you flew in. They built her at Lockheed Aircraft in Burbank, California, using the engineering and production techniques that have made us successful in aviation. The constellation is very costly. And once you've seen her come together at Lockheed, you know why. She winds up over 95 feet long with a wingspan of 123 feet with 10,000 horsepower, more than enough to pull four average railway trains. She weighs 107,000 pounds loaded. When she's finished, we pilots think we've got the slickest ship in the air. Okay, today's radio show is from the Jack Benny Radio Show. It's titled, Returning from a TWA Plane. Originally aired May 12, 1940. Jack and the gang take a TWA plane back to California. And with Jack and the gang, well, you know, it'll only be funny. <laughs> so let's take a listen. Enjoy the show. The Jell-O program, coming to you from Hollywood, California, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. The orchestra opens a program with my wonderful one, Let's Dance. Let's dance. 
Here's a dessert, ladies and gentlemen, that's just as gay as a morning in May. Yes, you're right. It's Jell-O. Rich, radiant Jell-O, a brilliant dessert that brightens up the table like a bowl of gay spring flowers. Jell-O is truly a delight to the eye and an inspiration to every appetite. Even the simplest meals take on a special attraction. Become a real feast of flavor when there's a big dish of shimmering Jell-O for dessert. No matter which one of Jell-O's six glowing colors you choose, you'll have a dessert that looks like a million. And no matter which one of Jell-O's six delicious flavors you select, you're in for a lot of swell, satisfying refreshment. Jell-O is simply full of extra-rich flavor, as tempting as the juicy, ripe fruit itself. So enjoy some real soon. Ask your grocer tomorrow for Jell-O, and be sure to look for the big red letters on the box. They spell Jell-O, and Jell-O spells a treat. My wonderful one, Let's Dance, played by the orchestra. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for our program tonight, we're going to reenact the events which occurred on our recent airplane trip from New York to Los Angeles. The time is last Monday morning, and as the scene opens, a taxi cab carrying Jack and Mary is approaching the New York Municipal Airport on Long Island. Well, Mary, we sure had a lot of fun in New York, didn't we? Shows, nightclubs, and everything. I'll bet it was pretty expensive, eh, Jack? All right, so it ran into money. But who cares? And how often do I go to New York? How often do I get on a spree? How often does Paramount pay your expenses? <laughs> I don't care. I still feel like a playboy. That's you, a nice, on-the-cuff playboy. Anyway, I had fun. Hey, driver, step on it, will you? I don't want to miss the plane. Your wish is my command. <laughs> Well, polite fellow, isn't he? Oh, boy, wait till Paramount sees your expense account. Mary, there's nothing wrong with it. Here it is right here, itemizing everything. Look, meals, room, tips, taxi cabs, it's all legitimate. How you going to explain this item? Blue suit, $85. I bought that suit to make a personal appearance at the Paramount Theater. I wore it on the stage and everybody saw it. Underwear, four fifty. What did you do, a striptease? <laughs> Mary, let Paramount worry about my underwear, will you? And driver, a little faster, please. We want to get there. It is yours to request, mine to obey. <laughs> well, thanks. My, isn't he formal? Say, Jack, what's this on your list? Tips, $18. Gratuities, 37 well, What's wrong with that? They mean the same thing. They do not. Tips is dimes, and gratuities is from a quarter up. <laughs> so mind your own business. Gee, look what time it is. Well, jeepers creepers, this tops everything. Now what? Shoelaces, five cents. <laughs> Give me that list. You're not supposed to see it anyway. Hey, driver, that's the airport right ahead, isn't it? It's mine to drive, yours to point out. Oh, stop! <laughs> yep, that's the airport, all right. Wow, look at all those planes. Yeah. Just think, 18 hours and we'll be in California. You know, Mary, the modern airplane winging its way through the clouds is a veritable eighth wonder of the world. Unquote. I read the folder, too. Well, it's very impressive. Well, here we are. 
I hope the rest of the gang are here. How much do I owe you, driver? That'll be two dollars. Two dollars. Here you are. And oh, yes, uh, here's a tip for you. Couldn't you make that a gratuity? <laughs> All right, here's a quarter. Goodbye, driver. Goodbye. If you like me, tell your friends. If not, tell it to Sweeney. <laughs> 16,000 cab drivers in New York, and I have to get a philosopher. Come on, Mary, the others are probably inside. Here comes John Wilson now. Where? Oh, yes, and Dennis is with him. Hey, fellas! Well, Dennis, a few minutes more, and we'll all be flying back to California. Are you thrilled? I'll say. But you know, Mr. Benny, I've never flown before. Is it scary? No, there's nothing to it. I love it. What are you talking about? You've never been up in a plane before in your life. I've never been up in a plane. No. Then how come in Waukegan they used to call me Wings Benny? That's because your shoulder blade stuck out. <laughs> oh, sister, are you pressing? Now, where's Rochester with the luggage? Maybe he's in the waiting room. Yeah, let's go in. Come along, Dennis. Say, Jack, did you have any trouble persuading Rochester to fly? Well, he was pretty scared, Don, but I finally convinced him that the modern airplane winging its way through the clouds is a veritable eighth wonder of the world. That sold him. See, it's a beautiful station, isn't it, Mary? Yeah, I'm going over to get a magazine. Okay. Bring me a couple of cigars. You want those stinkers, or is Paramount paying for them? <laughs> Never mind. Get good ones. Attention, please. PWA Flight 9, the Sky Chief to Los Angeles, now loading at gate number 10. All aboard, please. You hear that? They're loading the plane, and Rochester isn't even here yet. You don't have to worry about Phil Harris. There he is over there. Oh, yeah. And look at that beautiful girl with him. Yeah. That's for me. Dennis, come back here. Well, I'll go over and get Phil. Be right back, fellas. Well, we'll be shoving off pretty soon, honey. Gosh, I hate to leave you. Gee, Philby, I'll be so lonesome without you. Sure had a lot of fun these last couple of weeks, huh, sugar? It's been heavenly. Oh, hello, Phil. I didn't see you. Hiya, Jackson. You all set to leave? Yep. And, well, who's this gorgeous creature? Oh, uh, pardon me. Jackson, I'd like you to meet Miss, uh, uh, Miss, uh... Oh, fine. <laughs> Some romance. What is your name, honey? Minnie Jerkfinkle. <laughs> Jerkfinkle? Yes, my brother Logan is one of your most... Most ardent fans, I know. I know I met him. Well, it's a pleasure, Miss Jerkfinkle. Give my regards to your brother. Come on, Phil, we gotta get going. Goodbye, Philzy. So long, see you next year, uh, uh... Minnie, uh, Minnie. <laughs> hey, that's a good-looking girl, Phil. Where'd you meet her? My guitar player introduced her to me. Oh. Well, how did he meet her? I pointed her out to him. <laughs> oh, the old one, too, eh? You know, Phil, if you... Well, look who's here. Hello, Mr. Benny. Hello, Rochester. Have you got the luggage weighed and everything? Uh-huh. Well, then, come on. Let's get on the plane. You know, boss, I've been pounding on this, and I think I'll go by train. What do you mean? You take the high road, and I'll take the low road. <laughs> and I'll be in Los Angeles behind you. <laughs> now, Rochester, don't be such a coward. Why, flying today is wonderful. It's just as safe as walking down the street. In fact, it's safer. Boss, you're talking to a man that comes from a long line of Pullman porters. I'm not going to argue with you. You want to go back to Hollywood, don't you? Yes, but I don't want to ride on nothing where there's nothing under it. Oh, Rochester, you're silly. Flying is the greatest thing in the world. 
Did you ever see a bird that wasn't happy? Well, the day I wake up with feathers on, I'll try it. <laughs> Listen, Rochester, I've told you a thousand times that the modern airplane winging its way through the clouds is a veritable... Okay, let's go. <laughs> More like it. Come on. Here's your cigar, Jack. Thanks. What's that you got there? It's a movie magazine. It's got your picture on the cover. Let's see that. Oh, yeah. In color, too. See, my, my eyes sure look blue, don't they? Hey, fellas, look at this magazine with my picture on it. Oh, Jack, take it easy. I'm going over and get a few more copies of this. Attention, please. TWA Sky Chief, Flight 9, leaving immediately. All aboard. Hurry up, Jack. Never mind the magazine. Yeah, the heck with them. The heck with them, nothing. It'll only take a second. Hey, young fella, give me a half a dozen copies of that magazine with my picture on it. Take a dozen. They ain't selling. <laughs> All right, give me all of them. Here's your money. Come on, Jack. The plane's ready to leave. I'm coming. Here, Rochester, take these magazines. Are you sure you want me to go with you, boss? Yes, get going. Okay. Doggone, if this plane is eighth wonder, I'm the ninth for getting on it. And stop talking to yourself. Come on, Jack. We're coming. We're coming. Marvelous up here. Hey, Mary, see the airport way down there? Yeah, it sure looks small, doesn't it? Yep. How do you feel, Dennis? Oh, boy, this is fun. It sure is. Hey, Rochester, look at the airport way, way down there. Describe it to me. I ain't looking. <laughs> what a baby. Jack, we're flying over the East River now. Look at the skyline of New York below us. Oh, yeah. Isn't that thrilling? Rochester, look at that skyline. Boss, please. <laughs> Open your eyes. Hey, Phil! Phil! What do you want, Jackson? Excuse me a minute, honey. Honey? <laughs> a fine way to talk to the air hostess. You don't even know her. I don't, huh? Her name is Miss Rutherford. She's single, comes from Texas, hasn't got a steady boyfriend, and what am I waiting for? We've only been on this plane two minutes. She is pretty, though. That's for me! Oh, you and your that's for me! Say, Jack. What? We're up in the air now. Why don't you unstrap your safety belt? Because you're not supposed to. I'm not taking this belt off until we get to Los Angeles. That's the rule. Why, Jack, you're only supposed to strap yourself when the plane takes off and when it lands. Don, you're not talking to a greenhorn. I've been up before. Go on, you haven't been up in the air since you played little Eva in Uncle Tom's cabin. <laughs> it wasn't me, that was my sister, Florence. 
I played a bloodhound in that. And I got a blue ribbon, too. Well, well, is everybody comfortable up here? How are you, Mr. Benny? Oh, I'm fine, Miss Rutherford, just fine. You know, Mr. Benny, you can unstrap your belt now. Oh, oh, oh. Have they changed the rules? You see, in the old days, when I was a test pilot, uh, we used to stay uh, strapped in all the time. Oh, were you a test pilot? Yes. He used to try out pitchforks in a livery stable. <laughs> Mary, will you stop? Will you stop dreaming things up? Oh, Miss Rutherford, my ears have been buzzing a little bit. Is that on account of the altitude? Yes. That's caused by air pressure on the eardrums. Now just swallow real hard and you'll be all right. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> There, that did it. Thanks. Well, Mr. Benny, my ears are buzzing, too. Well, just swallow, Dennis, like I did. Go ahead, real hard. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Dennis, you ought to have your skull x-rayed sometime. I think there's something wrong there. Oh, uh, miss, when are we going to have lunch? Right after we leave Chicago, Mr. Wilson. Well, thank you. You just had breakfast. Oh, Miss Rutherford, would you adjust my seat for me, please? I want to sit back and relax. Why, certainly. There you are. Thanks. No, we seem to be climbing higher all the time. Oh. <laughs> there I go again. Me too. I wonder what does that. Thing. Five hours ago, we were in New York, and now we're pulling out of Chicago. Say, Jack, look at that little old lady that just got on. Oh, yes. She's reading that movie magazine with your picture on the cover. She is? Well, um, pardon me, madam. You know, that's my picture there on the cover. Eh? I said that's my picture on the cover. They sure touched it up, didn't they? Well, a little, but I think it's a good likeness. Hey, Rochester, you feel better now? Oh, I feel fine, boss. Good. How about playing a game of casino? I left the cards at home. Well, what of it? We can get a deck of cards from the hostess. I can't win with them. Oh, ho! So that's it. Well, Rochester, that $9,000 I owe you is automatically canceled. Oh, Mr. Benny, if you look out of the window now, you'll notice that we're passing over Waukegan. Waukegan? Oh, boy! Everybody stop reading and look out the window. Hey, Phil, look at Waukegan. Don't bother me. I'm doing a crossword puzzle. Look, Mary, there's the city hall. Oh, yeah, I see the dome. Well, I'll be darned. There's Mayor Talcott sitting on the flagpole. <laughs> hey, Bidey! Hiya, Jack. <laughs> Gee, he must have known I was going to pass through. Do you recognize everything, Mr. Benny? Sure, there's the Waukegan Hotel. There's Genesee Street. And there's my father's clothing store. And there's your father out on the sidewalk wrestling with a customer. <laughs> he is not. He waits until they get in the store. What's all the rumpus, young man? We just passed over my hometown, Waukegan. I was born there. Eh? I said I was born there. They sure touched it up, didn't they? <laughs> oh, forget it. 
see that was a thrill. Hey, Jackson. What? What's a three-letter word meaning opposite of woman? Man. M-A-N. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Mary, he's been working that crossword puzzle ever since we left New York. Miss Rutherford, uh, we're going to have lunch pretty soon? In just a minute, Mr. Wilson. Oh, thank you. Uh, pardon me, young man. Are you John Wilson, the radio announcer? That's right, madam, and I broadcast for Jell-O. Eh? Jell-O. Go to your neighborhood grocer and ask him for a package of Jell-O. What's that you sell again? Jell-O, madam. It comes in six delicious flavors, and look for the big red letters on the box. I sure will. Hmm. Don, if I didn't know that lady was a total stranger, I'd swear this was a plug. <laughs> I really would. Hey, Jackson, what? what's a nine-letter word meaning musical organization? Orchestra. Oh, yeah, that was a toughie. <laughs> and he's a musician. Say, Mr. Benny. What is it, Dennis? Well, Sunday is Mother's Day, so I was wondering if I could sing my song now and dedicate it to Miss Rutherford, our hostess. Dedicated to Miss Rutherford? What for? Well, all during this trip, she's been just like a mother to me. Me too. Gratis. Go ahead and sing, Dennis. Hey, Jackson, orchestra don't fit. I gotta have a nine-letter word. Well, how many letters do you get out of orchestra? Hey, O-R-K-I-S-T. Bill! <laughs> Bill, just take your pencil and make the white squares black. <laughs> That's your speed. Sing, Dennis. Okay. And stop swallowing. O-R-K-I-S. What a guy. Sometimes in the hush of the evening hour When shadows creep from the west I think of the twilight songs you sang And the boy you long to rest A little boy with a tall head that long, long ago was mine. I wonder if sometimes you long for that boy. Oh, little mother of Oh, 
very good, Dennis. Ought to go over swell on the program Sunday. I hope so. Say, Mary, that fried chicken looks pretty good. Give me a bite, will you? Why didn't you order some when we did? I wasn't hungry then. Oh, Miss Rutherford, I'll have a luncheon tray, please. I'll bring it right in, Mr. Benny. Thank you. Hey, wait a minute. Who took this magazine and drew a mustache on my picture? <laughs> did you do it, Mary? No, I didn't think of it, darn it. Well, someone did. Did you, Phil? Not me. Was it you, Dennis? No, Mr. Benny. Hmm. Well, who did? I did. You want to make something out of it? <laughs> well, I don't think that's very nice, madam. Hey, Rochester, get an eraser. Get an eraser and remove this mustache from my picture. Okay, boss. Should I uncross your eyes, too? <laughs> yes, and fix up that tooth she blacked out. Now, go ahead. Why can't Mr. Harris do this and I'll do the puzzle? I don't care who does it, but get it done. By the way, Rochester, how do you like flying now? Just fine. You know, boss, I think I'll buy an airplane when I get to California. You better wait till your yacht is paid for. You're the down payingest man I ever saw. You buy more things that you can't keep. You're right, boss. I've had everything repossessed but my first wife. I'm not surprised. Here's your soup, Mr. Benning. I'll have your chicken ready in a minute. And some mashed potatoes, please. Gee, isn't this marvelous? Imagine eating soup while sailing through the air at 200 miles an hour. See, just like we were right at home. <laughs> Who pushed me? Nobody pushed you. We just hit an air pocket. Well, get me a towel. I got a clam broth all over my blue suit. You mean Paramount's blue suit. I mean, get me a towel. Where's the pilot? We'll watch where he's going. <laughs> now cut that out! <laughs> oh, Miss Rutherford, tell the pilot to watch what he's doing. Now, Mr. Benny, don't be a baby. I'm not a baby. We're pitching. Oh, boy, this is fun. Fun? Gosh, I'm getting so. Are you dizzy, young man? No, I'm all right. I'm fine. What's the trouble, Jack? No trouble at all, Don. I said I'm all right. You look kind of pale, Jack. Are you sick? No, I'm not sick. And what's that you got in your lap? The Davis Cup? <laughs> Mary, this is no time to joke. Now, stop. Here's your fried chicken, Mr. Benny. Oh. <laughs> Later, please. Open that air vent a little more there, Rochester. And put down my chicken. I'll be all right in a few minutes. Okay, boss. I'm sorry. Take the chicken, Rochester. <laughs> Go ahead. Thanks, boss. Can I do something for you, Jack? Yeah, stop staring at me. Oh, Mr. Benny, why don't you drink a glass of water and hold your breath? Dennis, holding your breath is for hiccups. That's all you need. Gosh, I can't understand it. I felt so good just a minute ago. And now... Oh! <laughs> Everything happens at once. Wish we were in Los Angeles already. Why, Jack, this is a swell trip. You're the only one that's complaining. I can't help it. I don't feel good. But, Jack, an old test pilot once told me that the uh, modern airplane, winging a 
its way through the clouds right, is a veritable right. eighth wonder of the world. That's very interesting. <laughs> now, let me alone. Okay, Wings. Mary, please. Hey, Jackson, how do you spell lobster? Lobster? <laughs> now, cut that out, Phil! Well, heck with your puzzle. How do you feel now, Mr. Benny? Not so good, Miss Rutherford. Well, I'll sit right by you and hold your hand. Gee, thanks. You know, you're awfully sweet to me. Now, just relax, Mr. Benny, and I'll stroke your forehead. Ah. Look at the big movie star. Let me alone, Mary. Gee, Miss Rutherford, your hand is so soothing and so cool. So cool. <laughs> And it's so cool. So cool. Thanks, boss. <laughs> Rochester. Where's Miss Rutherford? Where's everybody? They got off the plane. We've landed. Oh, my goodness. You mean we're in Los Angeles? Sure, boss. Let's go. Well, gee, we're here already. And I feel swell. Rochester, wrap up that fried chicken. I'll eat it on the way home. Okay. Don't wrap it in my picture. Boy, just think. 18 hours from New York to Los Angeles. You know, Rochester... The modern airplane winging its way through the clouds is a veritable eighth wonder of the world. <laughs> it sure is, boss. It sure is. And now, let me tell you about one quick, easy way to answer that day-after-day question of what shall we have for dessert. Now, here's the whole trick. Tomorrow, ask your grocer for a box of strawberries and some lemon or orange jello. Then when dinner time comes, surprise and delight the family with a swell new Jell-O dessert, Jell-O cubes with strawberries. While the very name tells you here's something that's going to be mighty easy to eat, and it's just as easy to make. All you do is first prepare one package of lemon or orange Jell-O in the usual way, and turn it into a pan to chill. Now when it's firm, cut into cubes and arrange these cubes in sherbet glasses, along with sweetened sliced strawberries. Then serve it either plain or with cream, and believe me... The smiles around the table will be just as bright as this gay Jell-O dessert itself. Yes, for full, rich flavor and tempting appearance, Jell-O cubes with strawberries certainly rates for the best. So, friends, try this new Jell-O creation tomorrow. Juicy crimson strawberries, sliced and sweetened, and mingled with tiny, glistening cubes of bright lemon or orange Jell-O. It's a grand dessert, quick and easy to make, a joy to look at, and downright delicious. The last number of the 30-second program in the current Jell-O series. And we will be with you again next Sunday night at the same time, broadcasting from Hollywood, California. Before saying goodnight, I want to wish a happy Mother's Day to mothers everywhere. Oh, Mary, did you send your mother a wire? Yes, I sent her a wire, some flowers, a box of candy, and a check. How much was the check? You'll find out. Good night, folks. family heard in most communities every Tuesday night. Consult your local newspaper or movie or radio guide magazine for the day and exact time of the Aldrich family. This is the National Broadcasting Company.
Well, everyone, we have finally ended our journey together on the old radio companion and have landed safely. Please keep your seatbelts on until we have come to a complete stop. And I hope you enjoyed your flight with your pilot, Jay Lewis. Thanks for flying with us and fly with us again next Friday when we embark on another adventure together with old radio. Please keep listening on your favorite podcast station as we bring you another great show and we continue our summer series by celebrating this popular thing in the summer that we all love to eat. So you won't want to miss next week's show. It was such a pleasure to be with you today and I look forward to being with you all next week. So until next time, this is Jay Lewis off the air.